Welcome to the Mind Body Health Podcast for women over the age of 40. This podcast brings you valuable and proven strategies and tips to live life above the wellness line. And these tips can be implemented immediately so you can step into each day with confidence, energy, and passion. And now, your host and Amazon number one best-selling author, Phylex Fitness Industry Speaker, Mind Body Health Coach, and founder of Personal Fitness for Women. Please welcome Louise Skeen. everyone thank you for joining me yet again today and this is series number two that we're on now episode number one so it's great we've done 20 episodes talking about women's health and, and targeting fitness and nutrition and exercise for women over the age of 40 and I'm a mind body health coach for women over the age of 40 and I'm also the CEO of the slender boss program and look I'm honored to be here today with my good friend Stacy McKay hello Stacy thank you for joining me and Stacey um, is talking about a topic that we all are very fearful of and that's the topic of cancer. Now it, it's something we would all love to avoid but we just never know if or when something like this will occur and Stacey has had breast cancer and I'm saying had because as the medical society or, or fraternity say that if you can get to five years of um, of being free from cancer, then they basically call you a survivor. Is mm -hmm. that correct? Correct. Yeah, yes. because my research into breast cancer for women in Australia, particularly, we're at an eighty nine percent success rate from you know for for women who are diagnosed with cancer. So you know, eighty nine percent in my mind is brilliant because I think you know. My, my thinking of when I was thinking of cancer even 20 years ago, I don't think the rate was that high. I don't think so either. No. I don't know what it was, but... No, nor do I, but, but I do think it's obviously on the increase, and if we're at 89%, that, that's really special. Really, really special. So, look, I'm not going to be asking you, you know, how you felt through um, you know the, the diagnosis of, of being told you've got breast cancer because I just I think we all know what it must feel or we wouldn't know unless we've experienced it but we must imagine how it would feel it would just take the wind out of your sails and instantly change your life um, but but what I would like to know is um, you know ha having been told and having gone through the process how did you find um, your your way of managing with being told that you had breast cancer? Well, I guess with me, I just get on with what I've got to do. So I just followed their instructions to the T. Yep. <laughs> and made sure that I was open with everyone. So I didn't try and hide it because I think that's even harder. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So I just was upfront with everyone. This is what's happening. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And let's just do it. Okay. And how did you find your loved ones around you, um, whether it's your immediate family or your friends, how did you find they, they took the news? Not well. No? <laughs> no. Okay. Is that because we all live in such fear? We think the worst case scenario? No. Well, I think a couple of them did, oh, especially mum and dad probably. Mm. But yes, I remember the day I went out for lunch with my three closest girlfriends and told them at lunch after I'd eaten lunch. Oh, so I thought we'd, we'll enjoy lunch. Yes, and we'll just discuss that later. Yes, so that was it. Then I went home and told Mum. Yeah. And, um, yes, they were. Yeah, they were upset. 
Oh, okay. All right. That's because they love you. That's right. <laughs> That's understandable. Absolutely. So you must have had loads of questions at the time. You know, again, as I said, I, until I hope we never have to, but when we any of us get these shocking news, you know, the head must fire up a lot of questions. It does. It spins. So initially, you don't have any questions. Okay. Oh, just, I didn't. Yeah. It was just like okay they're telling me what I've got to do this is it so what the process is with the martyr is then they I had a nurse allocated to me and mm -hmm. she took me aside after the doctor said and she said well this is you know this is some information you go home and then come back with your questions all right so giving you time to so process time it. to process it okay and did you think that helped definitely okay. because you are you're spinning you don't yeah yeah so yeah okay yeah all right so what did you come back with what did you want to know I guess I just needed to know what the process was because yep. I had a mastectomy. So yeah, right. Okay. What was her, and initially they said, we'll just do the mastectomy, you'll be fine. We won't need any other treatment. Okay. I went, oh, great, great. Yeah, that's okay. Let's go with that. Okay. So something changed? Yes. So when they did the mastectomy, the cancer was six centimetres long and oh. two different cancers. Oh, two. And okay. then I had a single cancer cell in the three lymph nodes they took. Right. So that okay. then brought on the process, okay, we think you need chemo, then we'll send you to the radiation doctor, and yes, we think you need radiation as well. Okay, and were they right? You needed the both? Well, it's always an option. You okay, don't so have give to, you, but uh, they, will, they will highly recommend Okay. when they feel that it's totally necessary, and for those reasons, because the cancer was large, because there was three cells. Yeah. So that's, then I just said, okay, well, let's just get this done because I was going on holidays in yeah, October and this was course. April May this was May nearly June by the time I started chemo wow okay all right so so they recommend and I guess they've got so much experience from you know patients all the time so they've recommended you have those uh, those two treatments which was chemo and radiation can I just stop there and we'll go back to that but I, I've failed to ask the question and I think our listeners might be interested in knowing this what made you go to the like, what yeah was this a symptom or something that made you go to the doctors to get it checked look I always had cysts yeah and lumpy breasts yep so my doctor's recommendation was to have a mammogram right. and then have one every year so they'd send me my reminder and I'd just go you just yeah had ultrasound once or twice and they said they found nothing just cysts still so that's why I was going if okay. I didn't have lumpy breasts I would not have started the mammogram okay. procedure all right so there's a bit of a message in all of that too because I think Stacy. I'd be right in saying this too many of us feel it's such an uncomfortable process yeah whether it's that or a pap or whatever it is we go oh I'm not going through that yeah. but you know what they do detect things obviously they, they do so and because I went for my routine it. one and they called me back obviously and said we need to do this again but don't worry yeah it's just a routine thing we we'll just, we'll just need to double check yeah so they did a double check well that was good so then of course it's a double check to confirm mm. that they have found some unusual cells yes okay all right okay well going back now to your treatments that you've had you've had both your chemo and your radiation as you said can you just explain what the difference in those are 
Chemo is, so chemo was once every three weeks, I think I had it, and it was on a Wednesday. Okay. So you would go to the, I went to the MARTA, so I would go to the hospital, and yep. basically I was there for nearly the whole day. Oh, so wow. you sit in a very comfortable chair and they give you sandwiches, but they put the chemo through oh, intravenous, like a drip. And then the most of the time it was in my thumb. Right, okay. Really awkward because you couldn't start to read books and do stuff while you're there. But anyway. Ah, oh, I see, okay. Yes. So it's quite painful. Look, insert. Yes, the yeah. insert okay. is, yes. But mm -hmm. then after that, you don't feel anything unless mm. you have a reaction, which I did the second dose. Yeah. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, Renee was with me then, my daughter. Your daughter, so she, yeah. <laughs> she yeah. got to experience that. Oh dear, okay. But they're onto it straight away. Okay, oh that's good. So all the support's there. And uh, and so that's your chemo. So it was every three weeks, pretty much for a day, every three weeks. And then after that, you then said you went to radiation. Yes, so they wanted to start radiation immediately after chemo, but I had a holiday planned. You and I was holiday. not keeping up my holiday no. to America because it was with girlfriends. <laughs> Good on you. And I told them that my mental health, yeah. I wouldn't cope. Yeah. So they allowed me to go to America. Perfect. Under much duress, but anyway. Thank yes. You. And so I started um, radiation immediately oh, when I got to back. Okay. So that was the November I started the radiation. Okay. All so right. that was every day, five <gasps> days a week at the MARTA. Every, Every day. day. Got weekends off, late. yes, but that was it. And that was for, like, wow. I'm pretty sure I had okay. it at least five weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so was one treatment worse than the other? Was Look, I found the radiation towards the end much worse than the chemo, I guess, because with the chemo, I was a little lucky, I believe. I didn't get sick. I lost energy on the fourth day after my each treatment right. and it got worse and worse so I think right. if I had another treatment I may have suffered a little worse and I lost all my hair and everything but that's you, you just deal with that um, so that's why I found radiation worse because I didn't suffer too much with the chemo I did everything they said and it worked fine right but with the radiation towards the end you, you, it's just burning your skin and oh, you okay. peels off in lumps okay. skin and cracks oh. and yeah, I didn't like that at all. No, I'm sure you didn't, and I'm, yeah, I'm so sorry that you've had that, and I'm so sorry that any woman out there has had to experience that. It must be horrible. Um, but okay, so so you're now, you, you know, you're through that process, had tests done, and then they've said, at what point did they say to you, we don't need to do this anymore? Was there a, a point that, as far as the radiation? As radiation and I think they just assign a certain amount of time. Okay. So and yeah, then monitor and then monitor you from there. So every twelve months, I obviously have my mammogram and my ultrasound and yep. back to my specialist and you get monitored. Yeah. Yes. And so so far so good. So and you're in your fifth year. Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. I just <laughs> know. I mean, if you've gone this far, I'm, we've, we've got to be very positive that this is all just going to be a, a survivor status from here on so yes. so tell me about your lifestyle through all this treatment and even today you know five years on how do you you manage your your health your lifestyle you know tell me firstly I know I'm asking you a double question here but let's say when you were going through treatment were you concerned about you know I know you're into fitness and looking after your health and your weight and everything, but were you concerned about all that at the time? or No. 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 
it wasn't a concern at all. Yeah. Only because I had other things to worry about, and I thought, well, low mm. on priority. And I mean, the bonus with because some people can't eat through chemo, like they would just continually throw up. I didn't have any of that. So to me, oh. a bonus that I could eat. Yes. And they said, just eat what you what want you to can. eat because yes. some things will just make you sick and some things won't. But right. of course, I'm pretty good on the tooth, so I could eat just about anything. <laughs> good on you. We love our food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then I'm lucky too. I mean, I've never carried weight, so. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. And everybody's body is different and everyone's going to react to treatments or Absolutely. yeah how they feel some people lose hair some people don't uh, some people can put food down some people can't so it's different for everyone mm. but it's interesting to be able to hear your journey um, and what you've experienced and so today like you said you don't really have too much trouble with weight or anything how important is like healthy foods and nutrition and, and exercise and all that for you yes pretty important i think the exercise is probably the most important thing for me i like to be on the move i know if you don't use it you lose it as they say yeah, so they do i really i think the exercise is what's i probably was what made me go through chemo okay not so badly yeah because i did still exercise during chemo whenever i could i would walk i still played tennis so i did lots of stuff that right. some people cannot do because okay. they're just ill but yeah now yes yeah, so i exercise well twice a week at the gym yes you do yeah i go to tennis yes i have pilates saturday so good for I'm, you um, i think that's important and food of course is important and probably sometimes i don't make the wisest choices yeah. but i'm not a bad eater either so okay. i'm pretty yeah. conscious of yeah because that. you know your your food is your fuel and obviously what you put into your body is going to feed the cells yes so it's important to put some really good healthy and uh, fresh foods into your body and I know that you're doing that so it's pretty fair to say that the medical people that work with cancer really encourage you to exercise if you're exercising through they didn't say don't exercise do whatever you can yeah if it's just simply walking down the street or walking around the house do that if you can yep. go and play tennis or go to the gym please do that yeah do whatever you can yeah for yep. your circumstance yeah because I think they're encouraging that now they aren't are they? because I'd go to the breast cancer forum every year yep. and they have said that they want to get like a gymnasium into each cancer wow. treatment center because they believe that exercise along with the treatment is much better isn't that fantastic? So let's hope. Well, I'm really, uh, you know, as somebody that's been in the fitness industry for such a long time, it excites me to hear that news because it's, it's you know, for everything, it, even, I mean, as, as harsh as cancer is, but all disease in body, and cancer is a disease, but, but all diseases in body, I mean, we've watched people with Parkinson's who move their body and suddenly they can move much more freer they don't have the shakes but when that once they start exercising um you know there's just so much benefit from exercise and it's lovely to hear that for cancer patients they're hoping to put gymnasiums mm. in so people move their body because that resistance against weights and uh and obviously as you said complementing with good food makes a massive difference to yes. your, your well-being and so stacy i want to thank you so much today it must be very hard to talk about something as tough as you you know you are but you've been through a lot and there are many women out there that are going through yes. cancer who who you know again we can't we haven't got a crystal ball we don't know if it will ever happen um to any of us who haven't had the experience um but i thank you so much 
okay. Yeah, it's yeah, it's been great to be able to speak. And and again, if it's helped you at all, let us know. Um, you know, pop some comments down, and we'll come back to you on those. But thank you again for joining this podcast. Thank you, Stacy, for joining me today. And I'll see you again on my next podcast. Bye for now. Stay well. Thank you.